The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F.U. Hunter. What's up, bitches? Mm, space bitches. Space. Sci-fi bitches? Sci- sci-fi bitches, yes. Fleshy, tentacle, <laughs> oozy, porn are, space bitches? Are we already bitches? back on I fleshy? I don't know, dude. There's a lot... <laughs> dude, sci-fi horror's got so much flesh and goo involved in it on a regular basis. So, yeah. there you go. Someone that listened to our Cronenberg would really appreciated the creamy Cronenberg and the, <laughs> the, gooey, the gooey god. Uh, the gooey god, <laughs> the creamy Cronenberg. <laughs> and with us, um, so basically we're going to be talking about all things that is sci-fi horror and with us tonight to discuss all that is a man who definitely knows his sci-fi horror. We've got Herr Drutz. Hell yes. How the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, I'm excited to hear what kind of off-the-wall oh. fucking deep, dark, Russian prison I'm, I'm, fucking sci-fi movie. I'm looking at his notebook and like, there's a <laughs> fuck ton of stuff, so. I'm just, and that, and we actually had this conversation because uh, for our listeners, uh, we did a, we just released a Cronenberg episode a couple weeks ago and, um, you know, we were like, let's have Groots on that and it's like, yeah, I mean, we could get a few different people on Cronenberg but when it comes to just bringing some off-the-wall shit that I haven't heard of, Hunter hasn't heard of, and probably our listeners haven't heard of, to this sci-fi horror episode, and that's where I want. That's where I want Groot set. Fuck yeah! That's where I <laughs> By want. By the way, want. props. Fabian was great on that episode. Oh, he crushed it, didn't he? Hell yeah! He fucking killed it. I was like, yeah, dude. Now you guys did also a Lovecraft episode, right? Didn't you? We no, we did. Not. The Lovecraft was done on. Uh, that was on. Main, G- that G-Y was on main, main flagship. G-Y. Yeah. Close wasn't we got, wasn't was he also a... on that though? Yes. Yeah. That yes. makes sense. I think the closest <laughs> we've had on this one is a Stuart Gordon, which you can't help but start to delve into Lovecraft. Lovecraft. But... I mean, you literally don't have a choice. Yeah, you have zero choice. You know, that was yeah, that was done on uh, one of our October episodes. Yes, uh, like I think not last year, but the year before. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I remember. Yep. Speaking um, very briefly of Cronenberg before we get into uh, full on sci fi horror. Oh yeah, we could definitely need to. We can just do a quick talk about that. Like I said, we just did an episode, so if you want in depth stuff, go listen to that. But we got to mention him in this. Oh yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. He's gonna come up. He's gonna come up. However, you all didn't mention mm. existence. No, yeah, we did. Did you? Yeah, very briefly. Very briefly, because yeah. it's, it was it's sci fi, but it's more of a thriller. Not so, not so much a horror. It was. I mean, it was. It, it definitely went into the body horror, but it was like that kind of like it, it released in 99, right around the time of the Matrix, right after or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was kind of into video games and stuff like that. And it was just like this bizarre thing. It still yeah, had the, the PlayStation had come out. Like it was yeah. definitely starting to touch on it some of the. It still had the body horror shit going on. So there was body horror, but like I guess the overall tone and story of the movie was definitely more like psychological thriller. Kind of like, yeah. just kind of like, uh, for instance, like uh, Spiders, not fleshy. Or body horror, but just a dark psychological thriller. Because I feel, I think I mentioned that where like his Spider later career is a really underrated movie. It's an amazing movie. Ref finds this fucking Rafe. Yeah. I can't pronounce the first name right. Rafe. 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 I am saying he it pronounces right. it like it's spelled like Ralph. Yeah, but like I thought it was pronounced yeah. Rafe. Yeah, Him Rafe and Ewan McGregor always fuck with me because Ewan. 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 Rafe. Ewan. Hello, Rafe. I'm Ewan. Hello, Ewan. I'm Rafe. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's just like <laughs> Ernest meets him. Ooh, and McGregor. Ooh, and no, but uh, in the '90s into the 2000s with Cronenberg, you started just getting more into like there would be elements of body horror, but definitely more psychological thriller, psychological horror, less just full on fucking horror. You know, right. he he definitely, which is good because you don't want this. I didn't want the same stuff from him because it was equally as good in different ways mm-hmm. throughout all of his career. You know, and I mean sci-fi horror goes in all the directions. So you've got splatterific ones, you've got campy ones, but I think one of the elements that really makes uh, sci-fi horror work so well is the sense of, like, dread and the unknown. Mm -hmm. The sort of existential, like, horror, that really makes that genre make, you know, go forward, you know? No, I agree. The unknown already gives the sci-fi horror genre a, a leg up because just it being an unknown, because it is either aliens or uh, some sort of experiment, because this sci-fi goes into experimentation too, right? Like, yeah. the unknown already has horror added to it. Yes. Without even going into it being horror. You know, like, you haven't even delved into what is actually horrific about the story. Yeah. You just don't know what the fuck's going on, and that's, that's scary. 
It is. You it, know, the unknown is frightening. Exactly. And so they they got a leg up already. Yeah, <laughs> it's a leg up already. So um, I was thinking, good way to start this is kind of just to get it out, of, so we you know get it out of the way, so we can delve into some deeper stuff. Is kind of do a quick round robin of uh, what our favorite all time like sci fi if we if we have one all all time favorite sci fi horror movie is, and I I'm gonna rock with uh, I gotta go with the thing. Oh, John yeah. Carpenter's John Carpenter's <laughs> Night Saint the Thing. I mean, everyone who knows me knows I'm a Carpenter whore. And then the first time I saw that, like, I have yet to have a sci-fi movie like for me top that. It's I think in my like it's the only one that I question if I like more than Halloween of Carpenter's work. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's they battle it out, but goddamn, the thing is so fucking good. <laughs> it's so fucking good, it's dude. So good. It really is. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I I would say like as a very loose, you know, sort of top five situation. Things definitely in there. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott's Alien, and definitely in there. That yeah. was the one I was, I was gonna, gonna say. Yeah, I think F.U. Hunter's all-time favorite sci-fi let's, horror. Let's just throw out the reason for the season. All right, the whole reason we are doing a sci-fi horror is because goddamn LV four twenty-six. Yeah, this fucking month. That's yeah. right. And like Alien, which again, like I, I go back and forth. Thing Alien are like the two. If you say sci-fi horror, those are the two that drop immediately. Oh know? yeah. Yep. And yep. I mean, what I love is the fact that Alien came out right after Close Encounters. So people were used to, you know, Close Encounters, Spielberg made the aliens kind of like creepy and, you know, mysterious. But people were like, oh, they're like little big head kids that are going to hug you. Yeah, and this PG. movie says, no, mm-hmm. no, they're raping your face, they're coming out your chest, and they're going to fucking kill you and everybody on your ship. <laughs> and I fucking love that. Like, yeah. Like that's the thing I'm jealous about is people that actually got to go into the theater and see Alien when it when it first came out, and they're like, "Oh, I wonder what this is. This gonna be like another Close Encounters," and then halfway through they're going, "Oh fuck, this is nothing like yeah. that." I, I don't think I should have brought my kid to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the fact that when they were realizing, like, how are we gonna design this thing, and they they got H.R. Giger mm-hmm. to to come in and and make this amazing creature. That was so fucking terrifying. They they actually made a suit where some seven foot like super <laughs> skinny dude got into it. Yep. And recently, he, he passed away. I feel like not too long ago. What's that? Oh, the guy that the guy was, that was in the suit. I think yeah. so. Yeah, people that are seven feet tall, they don't last that long. <laughs> well, what I think, unfortunately, works unfortunately, yeah. so well with Alien is that really Scott takes and follows the same beats of two thousand one for the first like forty minutes. Where it's about space exploration, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like, and you're going to this planet, there's a stress signal, and you're still kind of very slow paced, and you have no idea what you're going into to the point like the first time you're watching it, bad lunch. I mean, yeah, fuck. yeah, bad lunch. There we go. <laughs> uh, and, and that's kind of the same thing for me with The Thing is I had seen Alien prior to seeing The Thing, but The Thing was actually one of the last uh, Carpenter films I had actually seen, you know, up to a certain point. Like, at a certain point, I would see the new ones as they came out, but right of his old ones. Yeah, um, I think the only one I hadn't I had seen after that that I hadn't seen was Assault on Pre- the original Assault on Precinct Thirteen, which wasn't really a horror movie. But um, this was the first one that made me feel so. Alien gave you the there's something basically hunting us the entire through this giant ship, right? You have no and you don't and there is a bit of I don't know factor because you don't know who might have a chestburster just. Waiting to come out. Yeah, they don't know, you know shit. I mean, they don't know shit. They don't know anything about this. The whole the whole thing the was thing. supposed to be quarantine and not let him back in. Exactly. And that went out the window. So yeah, they have no, no fucking I, they, clue. But with the thing, it brought in the LMA. I had never seen effects like that, especially practical effects. I mean, to this day, like I don't care if you hate anything that's not CGI. If you don't watch a movie and just jaw drop at the the, the creativity they went into building that fuck those fucking costumes. And the props and everything went back on behind the scenes. Then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you just stop watching movies. That's why <laughs> I didn't care really for the remake prequel. Thank you. Because oh, it was just like, thank come you. On. It was so lazy. It, it was, was so lazy. That's like come some on. of us still enjoy it. So yeah, you also enjoy a bag of dicks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, the last guest we had on before we were recording had said that mm-hmm. he was on. Yeah. Team F.U. Hunter. I feel like I gave him the same treatment too. So <laughs> it's a polarized movie. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And um, but the other thing was I hadn't really seen that level of distrust in up to that point for me of a, in a sci-fi movie. Like I hadn't seen that much of the human element of distrust of 
you can't you're you because you see everybody being friends and getting along prior to that and then it goes then at a certain point in the movie you're like they literally would kill the person next to them in an instant kind of thing that's why it worked Mm -hmm. is because it sowed seeds of distrust because nobody knew who could be infected and they had to figure that out and they they tried to figure out ways to do that in the movie but like it completely meant that nobody was to be trusted and you're out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Fucking, yeah. I mean, like that's the <laughs> yeah. thing is that like you're fucked. It's not like I guess I'll take a hike, get the fuck out of you know. No, it's no. during a fucking snowstorm. Yeah, they had to tie a rope. Fucked up. They had to tie a rope to get to the shed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah literally. So much. All right, well we take a shed. Hopefully I don't die walking old, uh, to the shed. Oh Brimfley, oh Br- oh Wilford got locked in the shed. They had to tie a rope to some stakes so they could. Find the fucking shit. But that just that's adds, some serious snow. But that's what adds to that element is yeah. that not only are you like, who can I trust, but you can't fucking go anywhere to the point by the end of the movie, it's like, yeah. well, the only thing I can do is make sure this doesn't get out. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where, where's the only other place to go? Uh, the Norwegians that just uh, burn their shit to the ground? Yeah. Back <laughs> into the snow from whence it came. That's honestly, all the place it's got to go. Honestly. You were the smartest motherfucker. You'd grab some rations and go to that fucking shed that Wilford Brimley went to. <laughs> oh, you're fucked. In, hold no, up in there. you're still fucked. No, no, no. Hold up in there. Before he got there, just, oh, yeah. just be like, yeah. this is my space. Come in and I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. That, that, that That's legit, though. Now, kind of a play on this that came out before the oh, thing. Oh, Groot's never finished his- Oh, uh, sorry. What was I talking about? You never finished your top five of what you were. Oh, oh. Um, you, you, I know you don't really do best stuff because you have like a slew of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely Alien, um, uh, Event Horizons on that list. Mm. Absolutely, hundred percent. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, in a little bit. I, I got to give major props to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's oh, where yeah. I was and, going. And, and folks, we're talking about the nineteen seventy-eight version. Yes, I don't mind the '50s version either. No, no, but I mean, we're not talking about the. What's it called? Snatchers. No, there. It's it's invasion. There's invasion from Inva- invasion. That's what I'm thinking right. of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's oh yeah, bad. we're gonna have that's something like early hey, '90s. We're gonna have we'll have a discussion about that. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying anything uh, yet. Fucking and uh, I, it earned its place in my top five. Colorado Space. Oh yeah, that's dude. Look what that's at on my list. Just because. Oh yeah, it, it's not my favorite, but it's as far as for new. Science fiction movies, that fucking movie. Yeah. Woo! And let's just get this out the way. Uh, I love the films that that uh, Richard Stanley's made, <laughs> and I'm super fucking distressed that <sighs> it's come to light that he is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but I do separate art from the artist. Yeah. And um, he's made some great movies, and uh, fuck that guy, but I love that movie. It's yeah, I, I got into a weird predicament where I was at uh, Wax Moon, and he's starting to get back patches, and he has a sweet-ass hardware back patch mm. that's like an artist rendering kind of poster design. I don't know if I really want to get that right now with current events with the director, so fuck it. Hardware's a good fucking movie, though. I understand. It's a badass but Maybe not right that, now. That's on my uh, that, that's on my list too for sci-fi yeah. horror movies. I mean, it's a great fucking movie. I just he just did his list, and one of the ones I was hoping he was gonna bring up there, he did, which is kind of the opposite of the thing, which is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm-hmm. where literally where you're isolated and you know and thing, Invasion, you're in this major metropolitan, and at that point you have no clue who is and who isn't a pod person, and I fucking love that movie, like especially I mean. I'm not gonna fucking give a spoiler warning. Everybody knows the fucking scene with Donald Sutherland, yeah, dude. It's 1978. Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't give a. I'm sorry. It's I don't give so a. So fuck. fucking iconic. Fuck. To the fact that I do it to people all the fucking time, where you just look at somebody, slowly raise your hand, and just start screeching at them. It's so fucking awesome because yeah. she's like, "Oh, yeah. good, you made it. You're not one of them." And you're like, "No, bitch, no, nope. no." And nope. it's that shot of him just fucking like I want to get that as a tattoo eventually it's so fucking awesome (laughs) he hit that was Donald Sutherland on his body dude I already got Willem Dafoe right fuck it you think I care (laughs) then I got the Goblin Queen from fucking Troll 2 I really don't care are you the one that has Rick Moranis or is that no that's my wife okay and same movie though I've got Willem Dafoe from Streets of Fire she has Rick Moranis from Streets of Fire and don't worry uh, Tom Atkins will be soon so yeah I don't want people's faces on me it's just weird (laughs) Not like they're a real face. And I don't If they're care. in makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Exactly. If it's going to be a face, it's going to be a fucking like... Uh, yeah, it's not their real face, right? It's <laughs> crushed up zombie face. Exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. 
but a, another good one as far as it shows the metropolitan area, uh, at least at least in my mind, is 1985's Life Force by Toby yeah. Hooper. Yeah. That fucking movie is so underrated for sci-fi horror. Like I never, I rarely, I, obviously YouTube, but I I rarely talk to somebody who has seen that film. I'm like, oh, you've got to fucking watch that. It's a slow burn, but the last like 35, 40 minutes of that movie is so worth it because it it really picks up and goes hardcore for that long at the end of the movie. Right, it's it's so fucking good. The only thing I have to say that's distracting as shit every time I watch titties? it. No, I love it. Lots that, and that's lots not of titties. To, uh, no, but it's distracting. I give a fuck about the story. She has a beautiful set of titties. The fact that Patrick Stewart's in there and they have the yeah. scene <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the worst looking Patrick Stewart like model they use, where it's Patrick Stewart <laughs> yeah. and then some bald dude that doesn't look anything like fucking Patrick Stewart that you know is then you know vampirized or whatever. And I'm just thinking like. That's the only thing because he's such an iconic person. That I was like, yeah. God, that does not look anything like no, fucking he, him. So he he wasn't vampirized. She used him as a husk, basically. Right, but I'm, and then after the, the, the his he wasn't in it super long. The last scene was them in the helicopter where she's like pulling all of his blood out of his body, and she makes like this blood looking yeah. stone. But that thing shot that of him is really not accurate at all. Oh, no, that was a thing, dummy though. But that's what I'm saying. It's that was, so distracting. Because so it's so anybody bad. else I don't care. It's just that it's Patrick Stewart. I was like, that's really not him. That but, movie was so much fun and it also uh came at the perfect time in my life when I was uh a teenager and uh and what's her name? Mil not uh May. What's God damn I can't think of hot ass bitch. Yeah I don't remember her name. Oh, hot ass naked bitch. I don't know. Oh my yeah. god. She's and it, yeah, it changed my life. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> basically, that movie is space vampires. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, so it, it, but it's like space vampires that also turns people into like a zombie space vampire. Yeah, so you have like all of fucking England just but space vampires zombified running around because once they got infected, they couldn't. Uh, they so there was the original three, and they would absorb. They're basically sucking life force, but their victims would come back and be starving because all their life force is gone. So they go to someone else like their life force. And like, but there's just all these fucking, uh, the special effects in that were so good. Matilda May. Matilda May. That's yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking of Melda May, but she's like a rockabilly queen. Yeah, I know I just talked shit about the Patterson one, but the effects in that are fucking tight The Patterson yeah. one was yeah, rough. Dude. That yeah. helicopter scene where they have like the blood getting sucked out of his body was pretty rough looking. It was not. I mean, the first time that she sucks a dude's like essence mm -hmm. out is just like, that was in the uh, medical oh, facility, yeah. my God. Yeah, it was badass. Uh, great fucking film. Uh, oh, and it, it's it's funny to note, the guy who plays the main doctor, who the main character at the end goes back and realizes he has been infected, uh, he plays Jacob Marley in the, uh, Chris, uh, what's his face, uh, Patton. He played Patton. George C. Scott version of Christmas Carol. Oh really? Yeah, no, he shit. plays Jacob Marley. Because I heard his voice, and I'm like, I fucking know the voice. Because that's the one I watch. I've watched every year since I was a kid, relentlessly. I might miss a couple other ones. That one I fucking have watched since I was a kid. And I'm like, I know that fucking voice. And then I saw his face, and I'm like, and it hit me. I was like Jacob Marley. So I went and looked. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's Jacob Marley. Hell yeah. And it's also it's also the creepiest Jacob Marley because his voice is so like deep and regal and like just commanding. So, uh, oh, yeah. side note for those who care about that, but uh, I recommend that. If you haven't seen that Christmas Carol, go check that out. Um, but yeah, that's a definite one. I hope more Fuck people yeah. check that out. When I was going to bring up, I just brought up the great actor that's in this movie, but fucking Night of the Creeps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that Which I know we covered kind of in the comedy, but, I mean, it's got sci-fi elements, fucking Tom They're Atkins. Aliens. Yeah, <laughs> aliens, alien and then turns fucking them into fucking zombies. Yeah. It's, right. So I guess we should probably go through a few uh, notable aliens on earth situations mm -hmm. which night of the creeps is a great one that's it's so a, fucking good i mean that movie is so much fun it's a schlock fest it's it's great it doesn't flip. take itself seriously at all like no. right, exactly and of course you know you could go right into slither with that yeah and that, that's yeah. what right. i was gonna say because I mean, that's literally james gunn's like oh hey i can do it and just make a little more gory with a big fleshy michael rooker <laughs> <Basically>. yeah, exactly <laughs> and you know you, you can you can look at the good ones you can look at the bad ones like i mean even like the first extra was awesome the first extra was awesome was yes. fun and then there's even like super low rent like stuff like night beast that's that's a bunch of fun i haven't seen that one actually night beast uh vinegar syndrome mm. re-released re that okay couple, a couple years back I like them. I like them. It's fun. It, I mean, it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dumb as fuck. But it is that sort of situation where there's an alien on that has crash landed or whatever it has on Earth, 
and shit starts happening. You know? mm. I mean, that kind of goes uh, with a uh, you know killer clowns from outer space. Oh yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You wanna> talk <laughs> about schlock. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, that's the greatest schlock ever, though. I fucking love that movie. Oh, I got another one. Fucking random fucking movie directed by Robert Rodriguez. The Faculty. Oh. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, The yeah. Faculty. Which, if you've well, ever wanted to see John Stewart fucking get stabbed in the fucking eye with a pen, this is the movie for you because he al- plays a teacher. Yeah. And also, uh, it, it falls under the same thing as a movie we're probably going to get into, we're going into later with late 90s CGI. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God, oh, it's yeah. terrible. The concept of it's fun, oh, but con- fuck, that dude, last the f- 20 minutes oh, dude, it was is so terrible. Fucking it was more fun when they weren't turn completely into the creatures when they're like the little whatever mm-hmm. but once it turns you're like oh can, can you go back to being like fucked up teachers and yeah shit? all i remember that really about like that the is they they used uh nick haven the bad seeds red right hand so much in that movie yeah yeah <laughs> oh that one had i remember they the soundtrack to that was a lot of covers including um, Lane Staley and a bunch of people doing another brick in the wall because oh, they no. played that at the beginning and the credits. Oh, and no. if you worked at the theater, you heard that version over and over again. So, mm. but it's got yeah. it's random motherfuckers that are in that shit. Oh, I mean, yeah, fucking, yeah. you got a Hobbit, you got fucking uh, messy hair, you know, uh, Josh Harnett, like yeah. bunch of motherfuckers in that shit. Oh yeah, the beautiful people were in that movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really good-looking class. I mean, wow, there's no real ugly, anybody ugly. It's just like, wow, we're awesome. We're all beautiful people. Like, yeah, (laughs) we rock. What are some other good ones with uh, On Earth? I mean, if you want to talk about major metropolitan area, you got to go with and shaky cam. Uh, No, I was going to say, like, the first two are On Earth. Yeah, Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Both On Earth. Which are super, like, Barely connected. What I uh, yeah, it's like the same universe Ish. essentially. Yeah. yeah, it's not until like know, the last ten minutes that of you realize that. Yeah, but what I appreciate about Cloverfield, besides you see the big monster attack, but then you also have oh, you just fucking hide from the big monster. Uh uh-uh. uh No baby monsters. Yep. No baby monsters. Falling uh, off big monster. <laughs> I, I I love telling this story. I probably told it on a different podcast, but whatever. It's fine. Um, I snuck in to see that movie. Uh, the night it came out. I went to go see, uh, what was it, uh, Sweeney Todd, I think. Oh, it's a good fucking movie. Sweeney Todd, midnight movie or whatever it was, and it was like, you know, one in the morning or something, and I, I, you know, I walk out, and I'm like, all right, I'm going home, and I see over there, it's like Cloverfield, and I was like, let me go piss. I'll just walk in. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was the, it was that Thursday night, you know, mm-hmm. after midnight, like, first screening. And uh, I had to sit like way the fuck up front because I was, you know, Ooh. I was breaking the law. And uh, but how fucking awesome was it to see this movie like looking up like as this giant fucking monster attack is happening up at a screen, like cranking your neck? It was it was a perfect experience. Yeah, it was it was so much I fun. I never got to see it that way. I, oh, really? Know, not like up front. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, but you no. gotta be careful with that because shaky cam and being up front where you can't see the sides. Yeah, you'll enjoy it for about twenty minutes, and then you I start mean, up chucking. Mm. That's the thing. Like, like I, I never had a problem with with like the the you know, the and that doesn't happen to everybody. Cam yeah. thing, you know, like not some people. Yeah, definitely have a problem with it. I just flash back to Blair Witch and so many motherfuckers opening night throwing the fuck up that were sitting in those first two rows. And I get it. Um, oh. This one I think was more definitely directed, and um, just the fact that you know they didn't show the monster much through the first like third of the movie, and then you start to finally see it. And I got to say, I was absolutely fucking riveted when they are on the street and they're kind of ha- having their dialogue. And then suddenly the fucking military comes through and there's like just like this amazing sequence of them like just shooting shit at this fucking monster. Yeah, like there's mm. a battle all of a sudden. Like, there's yeah. a battle that just like rolls through their conversation. And they're like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was so fucking captivating because you are in that moment. So hardcore, mm-hmm. and yeah, big monster movies. I mean, obviously, they are sci-fi horror, or they can be. Yeah, they and, can be, and, yes. Y'all know who the camera guy was that was doing all the commentary through that? Mm. T.J. Miller. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. T.J. Miller. Young T.J. Miller. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was his breakout Yeah. into Hollywood. And then, uh, so with, with 10 Clo- Cloverfield Lane, we get the exact opposite, you know, where it's, it, well, A, it's not shaky can B, it's in a bunker. You know, I mean, it's completely isolated with just f- four, three people. Yeah, and yeah. it's honestly 
barely connected to Cloverfield at all. It's just weird they made this decision. Like, okay, she eventually gets out, and John Goodman's right. World's fucked, you know. Yeah. And here's some spaceships and creatures. Yeah, we but, get well. That's the thing. At the very final scene at the farmhouse, we get a creature. Yeah, and it was a really awesome like final battle between yeah. her and the creature. But up till then, know. it's just is John Goodman being technically crazy. Yeah, you know. However, like bringing back that psychological horror because it was a small piece. I mean, that basically could have been a stage play. Mm-hmm. That movie, you know, yeah. because it was all set in like one location. But it was well done. John Goodman was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw another one out there, kind of major metropolitan monster one, the host. Yeah, yeah. Which yes. finally, that director's gotten props. He directed Parasite last year, but mm-hmm. yep. yeah, the host. Not a lot of people have seen, and it is fucking great. That's a great monster movie. Yeah, great yeah. monster movie, straight up. Yeah, another. Uh, I mean, it's, it, this is going a little bit different, but it is on Earth. Uh, is 2018's Annihilation. Oh yeah, like that now is that is that is where like the real sci-fi comes into the sci-fi horror mm-hmm. because I fucking was blown away by this movie. Oh yeah, um, woo! Because it's basically it's centered around this uh, this protagonist uh, Natalie Portman's character who's going after Oscar the, Isaac, her... the previous team yeah. that went in to this event, this unexplained event, and. The reason this definitely qualifies as horror is because nobody knows what it is. Um, there's definitely a sense of of just dread. Nobody nobody understands what's happening. And then they go in, and then all the shit that happens up to her finding where the last team... And it finally ended up. But, yeah, yeah. See, but like, there's so much shit that you see throughout their journey that totally makes a horror movie. Oh. Like, just the way that... Yeah, reality has turned in on itself and just twisted and warped, and you get these creatures that clearly have to be in like angry and in pain because they're being mutated into these, oh, into a different version of themselves. That's it's, right. it's, bear, what, whatever it bear is, bear pig, that freaking screaming. thing. Screaming, yeah, dude. Try to get that out of your head after. A, no, like, dude, try I couldn't to sleep. <laughs> try to sleep after watching the movie and not hear that because it's yeah. almost like it's almost vocal cords. Mm-hmm. No, no, I I saw that in the theater, and like there are very few times. That I am gripping the hand, the hand rests in the theater, like with white knuckles. Yeah, and that shit was fucking got me. Yeah, that <laughs> was. was it's like, fucking intense, fuck. man. It's fucking um, intense. And and what that really brings to mind is that you know, yeah, there's a lot of you know cheesy sci-fi horror flicks. This one perfectly added that sense of like sort of unexplained existential dread, mm-hmm. which is a different level of horror that I think, you know, that kind of cosmic horror, that H.P. Lovecraft level stuff really gets into. Agreed, 100%. And that's a, actually a good lead into an older film that kind of breaks that barrier down and we that we got from Stuart Gordon in 1986 is From Beyond, where it oh, just yeah, breaks yeah. into that other other dimension, mm-hmm. what, what comes back from another dimension, you know. It, uh, right. That movie it, <laughs> is really fleshy. Some good and some bad. Yeah. I liked, obviously, Barbara Crampton in her dominatrix outfit. That was very enticing. That movie had everything. (laughs) It had everything. But, like, (laughs) just the first time you see uh, Jeffrey Combs after the initial scene... And he's in the he's in the hospital, and he's got the tape over his over his yeah. head, and like they literally gave him a third eye. Yeah, literally gave him a third eye. Like you know, that's always been an expression. No, here you go, ping, fucking. There you go, stupid. And just the melding of once the doctor comes back in full form, the melding how he could just like absorb the person. Oh God, Ugh. he looked like it, it, it's as if like. The father from the TV show Dinosaurs ate somebody and their head was still sticking out of his mouth. That's kind of what that looks like, right? Because he's just like this big bulbous thing bouncing back and forth. Oh, God. So disgusting. But that that movie definitely left an impact when I saw it. Outside of, obviously, because it's still science fiction. I mean, Reanimator. Duh. I mean, even if we we were talking science fiction, we go back and say Frankenstein was fucking science fiction because it was a mad scientist bringing back a corpse, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, that was all Stuart Gordon just did uh, his take on the story of Lovecraft, basically talking doing that story, a mad scientist. So I was gonna say, in the same vein, I, I when you said going from uh, that you went backwards, I thought you were gonna go right into color of you know out of space, like literally, that's mm. 
like you went the opposite way because I, mm-hmm. I figured you went right into that because because no, like like annihilation <laughs> it goes they're really close together i feel like and 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 have in the theme the color space is way more heavier though it is but you've got just animal oh, transformations yeah, yeah. human well, transformations right 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 well why before we get there why don't we talk about sam neil a little bit because, yeah, we got to go into Sam Samuel. Yes, we do. Oh, yes. Because another thing, actually, that Annihilation had that really made me think of a specific movie was when they see the clips of the original crew and Oscar Isaac's crew. Because right, Natalie Portman goes in to look for her beau, her boo, Oscar Isaac. Right. And there's a clip of him cutting a dude's stomach open and his intestines just moving. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's so Event Horizon. Mm-hmm. That's a, totally what I got from that scene. Absolutely. And then we talk about Sam Neill. We got to talk about Event Horizon. That fucking movie. Paul Anderson. Woo! Mm. Paul I, W. S. Anderson. Yeah. In the movie. <laughs> yeah, you say you gotta make sure the W S are there. In the movie, under the credits, it's just Paul Anderson. And then probably just a, saying, I just watched it yesterday. It's, it's not Paul Thomas Anderson. No. Yeah. It's just Paul <laughs> Let's Anderson. Let's just say maybe a Paul Thomas Anderson was like, hey motherfucker, you put some uh, more initials in your fucking name because <laughs> people are thinking they're renting a Boogie Nights sequel and it's fucking uh, <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> but was it 97, 98? Yeah. Where's Luis Guzman? I've been watching this movie for an hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know John C. Riley's going to pop up any moment here. <laughs> no, I wouldn't even been mad about that if he just popped up in like the old clip. I was like, oh, yeah. Hey guys, about to do some yeah. gravi- gravity jump. It's kind of weird cool. around here. I don't know. And then like you see his fro get electrocuted and shit. Like, <laughs> but no, that movie it flows so well. It's only a ninety-two minute movie, but I feel like. If we'd have gotten the full version of it, it would have been like at least two two hours and five, ten minutes. Oh, yeah, it initially was. Yeah, and unfortunately, when the newest version came out, we still didn't get all that extra goodie. So, yeah, I don't know what happened. Normally, the studio that released it's really good at that stuff. I don't know if that film is just lost for good. I, I believe it is. God Everything I've it. heard is that, I mean, the initial cut that they submitted to the MPAA came back with an NC-17 rating Whoa. for violence and horror. Can't they God just do damn. an unrated version? What, what kind what of happened? violence is going on there where they're like, this shit is like the I mean, same as a porn? I've, from what I've understood, what the, what the shit that you get is like PG compared to what they cut out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that movie is horrifying. Yes. Oh, yes. What we get. And, and I mean, <laughs> there's been there's been a few, like there, there has been like a unrated version which has a little bit more that came out a couple years after the original release mm-hmm. and it's got a little extra in there but like all the stuff that has been talked about on the internet for years apparently the closest thing to anything was that there was like a VHS copy that Paul W.S. Anderson uh, unearthed and it was so bad quality that there's no way that he could cut, it, cut it back in so mm. he ended up like just so are around. all the Resident Evil movies and all the other shit movies he's done since then just a response to them fucking him so hardcore on Event Horizon? He's like, fine, you know what? I'm not trying anymore. I'll make yeah, some no other shit. movies. I'm not trying anymore because y'all cut all my shit, so I'll make your video game you movies. I don't blame I don't him. fucking care. Yeah. I don't blame him. Fuck you. <laughs> he's just like, whatever, Resident Evil 7, I don't fucking care. Like, he's just male. He's just like, y'all well, fucked me. Think about it. Part of the reason why that movie met, you know, horrible critical response was because of how it was edited. Just people have gone back and like either rewatched it or you know twenty years later have watched it for the first time. It 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 doesn't get the same response that it got when it first came out. This is also a movie that came out early on uh, after the invent of the uh, NC seventeen rating, which was considered by studios to be the death knell. Of, they won't play. It. Yeah, most, yeah. Most, I mean, theaters it's not going to be a profitable and... movie if it's if it's NC seventeen. There's well, no way. Didn't Showgirls prove that wrong. No. No, they make any money? No. Oh, okay. No, I don't know. Everybody knows about Showgirls because it, it's, it did okay, but I mean, you know, basically movies that were rated that ended up most of them got recut down to an R rating to appease the MPAA, which is a bullshit organization, by the way. Totally. Uh, and plus theater chains, a lot of theater chains. You're not gonna exactly. You're not, you're not gonna put it in C17 on a shitload of screens. You, no, you yeah. Know, that's yeah. gonna be your small art houses in New York. And no studio is going to go, yeah, we could, we could try it out in an yeah. art house in New York. No, they want that everywhere. They it, want that in Boise, Idaho. They want it in Richmond, Virginia. They want it everywhere. So, of course, it's not bankable. For the same reason, you worked at the movie theater business for a long time. I worked at Blockbuster for a number of years. Blockbuster wouldn't carry NC-17 movies. Yep. You know, we had no back room because mm-hmm. it was a family video store. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, it's it, it's just not a thing that we had. Now, 
after shit kind of cooled down after the late 90s, early 2000s, and you started seeing unrated versions coming out of things, especially more independent movies. I mean, pretty much at this point, you can get an unrated version of a movie because they don't care about getting an MPAA rating. Exactly. You know, and it, it's not going to, you know, they, they understand like this is a, this is a independent movie. Like we're not going to get like a giant theatrical release. Mm-hmm. We don't give a fuck about the, and MPAA. the low rent and, and not the low rent, but the small cinema houses that really care about the film and not the fucking rating are going to play it anyway. They're going to play it. They're going to fucking play it. Exactly. And some exactly. studios literally and will literally cut down what they have and go, mm-hmm. okay, well now it's rated R. And then right when the DVD comes out, okay, all right, put that bitch in the big mega uncut version that they intended. So they get theatrical release and that other release. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then you can make extra money because you can release a regular version. Then you can also release like, oh, here's the special director's uh, unrated cut. Mm. Uh, spend extra $15. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But hey, yeah, no. 15 times a few thousand, that adds up. <laughs> Event Horizon, uh, even what we got, uh, still stellar. After the fact, with like the director's cut that that you can get on DVD, Blu-ray, it's good. I mean, it's a solid, terrifying movie that takes place in outer space, which really amplifies the sci-fi element because yeah. you're completely out of your element. Mm-hmm. Okay, Donnie, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you're no longer on Earth. You're 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 confined to a to a spacecraft or a station or whatever it might be, but you're completely out. And everything that's happening is foreign. It's 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 supernatural or, or it's it's unexplained. Yeah, it, it's so one. I totally agree that you know the isolation of it being in space brings in mind Alien, but they actually tell you where you're at. They're like, we're right outside, right past Neptune. So like, holy shit, you're at the edge of our fucking solar system. Yeah, yeah. Like that that I think adds a lot to it because you you now the viewer knows like if you went past like third grade fucking science that you know where how far out they are away from Earth. Yeah, right? and we, like, fig- we figured out a portal to hell. Like, who would have thought? No, they, yeah. they figured out, a, they made, he made a fucking black hole. Yeah. And no one's ever been inside a black hole. Yeah. And guess what they created? A fucking black hole. <laughs> so it's Whoops. like, what's that going to do to the human psyche? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's like, we already know the, the idea of a black hole is unknown. We don't actually get close enough to one to even study it, per se, because it'll just suck everything in. So what do you think's going to happen? If yeah. you have something that you can actually go into... That is, and then come out of, like. <laughs> all right, uh, I I want to uh, read a little quote here, mm-hmm. if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so this comes from H.P. Lovecraft, The Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reads like this. The most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all of its contents. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity and it was not meant that we should voyage far and what that says to me is that our minds have a certain range in which we can accept things we accept our reality we accept uh, new things that come to pl- come to play when new scientific uh, you know advents happen whatever but when something happens that cannot be explained that is so far beyond we don't know where to go in our brains. And that is why sci-fi horror works so well, because you're suddenly, you know, introduced to these concepts that are just like, but wait, what? Of course madness happens. <laughs> That's the point. Do you see? <laughs> Do you see? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, exact you're exactly right, because when you just said, you know, yeah, we we have we have a range, you know, we have limits, but we can accept new things. But the things that we accept that are new are still based off familiarity. Yes. Nothing one hundred percent new ever gets thrown at us. You know what I mean? And re- it, it really doesn't. We have to feel grounded in some way. That's exactly. the human experience. Exactly. And it's also how people react to the unknown or the unexpected in that nature. Some people are like, I got to, you know, I, I need to secure myself. Others are like, I'm fucked. Just throw their arms up. <laughs> yeah. A good example is um, The Mist. Yeah. Where literally mm. this town is like, hey, things are great. Oh, well, there's this weird mist. And they're all the people trapped in the grocery store. And as it goes on and more people get fucking killed by whatever the fuck is getting into that store. And you start to have the, you know, Christian lady start to like, well, these are the non-believers. You, Why you fucking society, die? polarization, and, yeah. and, you know, all that. To the point where, uh, was it, uh, 
William Sadler, who literally seems to have his shit together. Eventually, he's like, no, nah, I'm with the Christian lady, and like, let's kill a fucking you know, military guy. <laughs> and it's literally to that point. Yeah. Like, and the fact that the movie ends the way it did, which was a great choice by the director, by the it way. It was. It was, but oh, God. But the fact that like <laughs> so it hard. seemed <laughs> like <laughs> everything seemed so grim, and he basically, like, mercy kills all of the survivors, runs out of bullets before himself, right before the U.S. military comes through. <laughs> and the woman that left the fucking store like 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah, Carol. Yeah, yeah, Carol. <laughs> yeah, Carol. The walking yeah, dead. Yeah. She's on the fucking military transport, and you're like, yeah. bitch. Yeah, and, she's, <laughs> and she looks at him like, well, you didn't fucking kill your kid, did you? Like, yeah, you yeah. see how I'm with my kids now? <laughs> He's just like, no! I know I, I, every time this movie comes up, but I can't stress this enough, Darabont's intention with this movie is to see it in black and white. If you have it you on definitely Blu-ray, watch it, it in black and white. Watch yes. it in black and white. It's oh. the way you go about it because it's not a very bloody movie. But it's very anyway, dark, but at times, and that that, that just gets amplified. Like the shadow he uses, yeah. the shadowing he uses yeah. is perfect. With like that when movie. they lose the power in the store, and then it turns night. Yeah. Creatures break in, and that whole scene is just oh, those, ten times better. In well, black those and flashlights white. on, and those mm-hmm. like creatures that are f- flying towards the window. Those flashlights look so fucking bright in black yeah. and white. You're like. Because you're like, yeah, motherfucker, you turn that shit off. You're attracting all the goddamn creatures, and then, when, and then when it just <laughs> it's like breaks through the fucking glass, and then they're just... That whole that whole scene in black and white was yeah, goddamn amazing. And that's why I'm glad they at least gave him that... Put that on the DVD and Blu-rays that we could see yes. the version he intended instead of he's like, fine, fuck Studios fuckers. still don't... Even with all the feedback over the last like six, seven years we've gotten from black and white versions, studios still don't see... That they, they can make money releasing the black and white version. Yeah. And then releasing the color in the DVD. I mean, seriously, I would say 75% of the movies that have released a black and white version have gotten stellar reviews. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there have been a couple that, you know, like, I could live with that. It's cool in black and white, but I don't need it. You know, but then you've got your, you've got the Mr. Black and White. You've got your Logan Noir. Like, you know, you've got those ones where it's like... Mad Max in black and white. Fury Fuck. Road. Fury Road Holy in black and shit. white. I would have rather seen that in theater. I'm just saying, I love the movie, but if I could have seen that on the big screen in black and white, I would have been fucking, woo. I mean, that movie is amazing to see. Period. In any way, shape, or form, but yeah, yeah in black and white, mm. it is amazing. Truly shiny and chrome in that black and white version. Now, I don't right. know if you're going to bring it up. I have yet to see this movie, but when we're talking about directors' intentions and how the studio fucked them, a sci-fi horror movie that I actually had to go over to Groot's to watch because it's only available on goddamn Laserdisc. Oh, yes. boy. Is uh, what we The got. Keep. Oh, I've seen The Keep. I actually have a, uh, a digital copy of it. Yeah, it's got um early Michael Mann. Early Michael Mann, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, got Scott Glenn in it. Uh, it's that's got, what I'm thinking of. Uh, it's got Ian McKellen, I believe. Ian McKellen. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, and I watched it. It's got Gabriel Burnt. Gabriel Burnt, yeah. <laughs> it's a slow burn, but it's so fucking good. It's a movie that I believe uh, the initial cut was about three hours long, and they were like, hell no, man, three-hour movie? This is fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And um, it got edited down. Uh, I think Tangerine Dream did the initial score. They did. Tangerine Dream did the score, yeah. Um, I I ended up scoring the only widescreen available copy, which was on Laserdisc, like Japanese Laserdisc, a few years back, and I was just like, I got that, and, I, and then I got like Slipstream, and I was like, well, I guess I need a Laserdisc player. <laughs> <laughs> it was It's really good quality. Like 720p quality uh, file yeah. that I have, and Old I was like... Old school Laserdiscs, I, like, legit had good quality. I just remember Groots had brought that up about coming over to watch it, and then it's good. as I'm going through lists of different sci-fi horrors, you know, a lot of people brought that up, and I did a little research and found out how Michael Mann pretty much was like... Yeah, there's a version out there, but you know, I, I had a whole other fucking part of a yeah, whole he's movie. Like, this ain't my movie. Yeah. Anyway, that's why it has not been re-released. Yeah. In any modern format, he's just like he's just put it aside. Which like, is crazy. The studio wouldn't be like. I mean, because he got he became a big name. The movies he directed after you know, that. It makes sense now that like they would they would settle their differences and be like, hey, do you want to make some money? Uh, would you like to release your director's cut? And we can all make some money. Yeah, let's and all make some money. Be happy about that, but yeah. uh, it's been so long. I think he just has a because I, I mean not to poo poo, but you know a lot of the people use laserdisc anymore. So like you know you yeah, not really true. hitting that much of a market. No, <laughs> but, I mean again, <laughs> not shit on laserdisc. I'm just saying like yeah, uh, you were you were passive aggressively shitting on laserdisc. I still have a laserdisc <laughs> player. I'm just saying they haven't. You think they like move Where? up to at least DVDs? 
It's in the shed. I mean, I don't have it hooked up to anything. It's so. in the shed in the humidity and all the inclement. That motherfucker don't work. Fuck it, out of here. It's more for display now, anyway. It doesn't work in the It's un- a 20 condition. pound paperweight. That's what I'm saying, dude. Oh, it's that, a, that bitch needs to be in climbing control. It's, it's a, lasers. Hold on. It's a top loader. So that thing probably died if I kept it safe at a long time ago. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. old school. Yeah. Top when you say top loader, loader that's yeah. like first generation laser disc. So when, when I say top loader, than, I still think VCR. That's first generation VCR top loader. That laser disc <laughs> might be older than fucking lowdown here. All right. <laughs> I, I doubt it. It's top loader. It's possible. Yeah. When did the top loader come out? Eighty-two. Oh. I thought it'd be before that. Even. It is older than me. Yeah. <laughs> it is older than me. I didn't hear about laser since I was in middle school. When the f- I didn't know it fucking came out in eighty-two. Early laser just yeah yeah it was early eighties. Um, that technology came out. All right. Anyway, uh, there's one that I it came out in 2017. I really enjoyed the film. It had a good good cast, but at a certain point it gets fucking gross. Is the movie Life? Ryan oh, Reynolds yeah. and Jake Gyllenhaal. You no, know, I that, didn't see that one, uh, and I wanted to check it out. It's a good movie, but and I think uh, I think there was an episode that we had Fabian on actually, and that movie came up some, for some reason, and we both agreed like, no, it gets fucking disgusting. There's, uh, there's a part where you're just like, yeah. ew, like not even like enjoyable. You're just like, ew. <laughs> but it, but it's, it is a very good movie. Basically, they find this organism in it, and then. You start fucking with it, and then it kind of grows. So Unexplained. Oh, yeah. keep it quarantined. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Got out. <laughs> but it's done really well. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's it, it's a rewatch for me. So I de- definitely, if you uh, find it, I think it's streaming either on Prime, Netflix, or Hulu right now. So yeah, yeah. There's you a, should be able to find one it. of them. Yeah. There's, there's a few sci-fi flicks I've been meaning to watch. That's one of them. Yeah. It it leans very heavy into sci-fi more than horror, but I would throw a Pitch Black in there. The first, yeah, just pitch black. Yes, pitch black. Just pitch That's black. why I said pitch yes. black. I didn't go into any Riddick. That other definitely stuff. is a more monster movie it, than action it, movie. It leans very much sci-fi into horror, but mm-hmm. I still would put that in. This That's category. what I'm saying, like a sci-fi monster movie, because that one in particular was just strictly about avoiding the creatures. Yes, you know. Whereas then it built on the bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> but like Vin Diesel is the hero. Yeah, he can no, be the hero man, in all these movies yeah, now. I don't know. I no. talk like this. It was a relatively simple concept, but it worked mm-hmm. really well. A lot of, and a lot of jumps, actually, in that, too, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I will say one I just recently watched uh, over the last week. It's uh, on uh, Prime. It's called Black Box. And it's in the vein of another movie that I kind of want to tie. say it's in the same category. There's this new, you know, there's been this new style of, uh, you know, horror, but also touching on the sci-fi horror element. So in Black Box... This man's in a terrible car accident. He's basically been categorized brain dead. Okay. But they bring him back, but he has amnesia. Can't remember shit, right? You know, and okay. so so his wife's dead in the uh, his wife died in the car accident. Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this. I mean, I, I said the name. If you hadn't seen it, just pause it or forward, fast forward, whatever. <laughs> um, but there's a special program where they can where they they can pull your memories out and then. You can kind of, it'll kind of like put it back into you to where you remember it. So you put on these kind of glasses. Okay. It's like through hypnosis, essentially. Nice. They see if you can be hypnotized at first. Then they put you in the special head thing. It covers your eyes. And same thing, same symbol that they use to hypnotize you kind of does the same thing. And then it kind of starts pulling. You, allow, you can travel through your memories unbeknownst to you because you don't remember them. But it puts you in them. And then you live through them. And then nice. it pulls it back out. Um, but there, there are, no, there's a twist. Uh, <laughs> what a twist! Oh uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely a psychological horror. Yeah, because evol- it involves the mind. But it was very well done. It unfolds very nicely. Um, I, 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 I could see it's got rewatch value for me. Um, so I would enjoy it. But it definitely reminded me of it's as, it's about as sci-fi as horror as Get Out was sci-fi horror. Because people yeah. don't really look at it, but Get Out was a sci-fi horror movie because they were literally transplanting brains and it involved hypnosis and fucking right. with the brain. It was a psychological science fiction horror movie. Yes. No, I agree with you. You know, uh, One that I didn't even have on my list, and it, you, you just made me think about it, talking about Black Box. Um, I got to talk about Upgrade. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. See, Which I, is really I didn't like- I that was a horror movie at first, but- Sci-fi <laughs> horror action. Yeah. It's like a it, revenge. Like yes. It's all these things- but god damn, did that movie I was not so impressed with that fucking movie. blow you away? I was so I impressed. I saw that shit in the theater, and I, yeah. I was expecting some some like mediocre shit. And I was <laughs> I left the movie, especially with the ending, which I won't spoil. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Yeah, mm-hmm. and the psychological horror 
of that ending. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So the sci-fi horror gets you going the whole way, and then the psychological horror kicks in at the end. So it's like just this whammy of, oh, fuck, I am, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to feel weird bringing up this movie, but the director is a legit sci-fi director who has Starship Troopers, RoboCop, tr- you know. Mm. But his one kind of closest to horror movie, and I feel weird, this is the movie I'm bringing up of his, is Hollow Man. Where it oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's his invisible del- man yeah but it's him jumping into you know kind of a horror movie away from the sci-fi still yeah. having sci-fi no, elements and, and and it was it just I know it, that's what I'm saying it feels weird to bring that up because I mean again you can bring up all of the other really good movies he's done yeah but this is the only one that kind of leans into that horror. Uh, mm. Element. Oh, Elizabeth Shue. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, but I, it it definitely what and it was filmed and marketed as a horror movie. Yeah. It was. He was. You know. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a remake of Invisible Man without using the the name Invisible Man. Now we did have a remake of Invisible Man recently, which I would probably rewatch over Hollow Man. Hollow Man's goofy. I mm-hmm. don't know. Like uh, yeah. this, the, like when he's got the the fan it's that's so silly. Him, yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's so silly, but there's a part of me that actually re- enjoys just the goofiness of that movie. It was the weird part of the mid-90s. Yes. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I will say a movie that severely that heavily impressed me and we're staying with like mad scientists, science level of uh sci-fi horror right now. Fucking Overlord by Julius Avery. Fuck. That yes. movie was yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. J. J. It was Abrams just fun. Produced, right? produced it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that movie was just fucking fun. You know, World War II, Nazi Germany, of course, crazy German scientists fucking experimenting with super yeah. serums and, ah, uh, yeah. Kurt Russell's kid. Yeah, Wyatt Russell, who's yeah. our shitty Captain America. Never mind. I know, I was uh, going to say, calm down, calm down, uh, yeah. just to get me fucking pissed <laughs> off. Anyway. But if um, you want to see a good representation, he's really good He's in really Overlord. good in Overlord. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That movie, I didn't really, like, I remember when they marketed it, they marketed it as a horror movie, and the couple scenes, I'm like, okay, where they're, looks like they're running across past experiments that they've kind of locked away in a in a box but like as the movie unfolds you're like oh no they're creating fucking human monsters yeah it's a lot of you body know? horror oh, yeah. a lot of body horror yeah so well i mean you know obviously with body horror you got to go into like the fly movies mm. which obviously vincent price like started but like cronenberg cronenberg like, perfected put the uh <laughs> put the icing on the cake yeah dude things. yeah oh that that's the cronenberg film that if, like if we were going to talk about one I feel like it's got to be the fly. Yeah, that was mad, his like crowning yeah, achievement in the sci-fi horror yeah, yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. Uh, let me see here, man. What else is left on my list here? Well, I mean, you guys have talked about the void before. You had a whole episode on the void. We have a whole episode on the void, but we, you know, so if you want to get in depth, we can talk about that. But we can just yeah, we just throw it out there. We can just throw it out there. That was a good newer sci-fi horror movie. It was, and it know? had very Lovecraftian vibes to it. Mm-hmm. So that like kind of cosmic dread, that sort of thing. Check out that episode, definitely. Couple lesser ones like the like the Abyss, Leviathan, the Rift. Well, Leviathan, Leviathan, the Rift, yeah, the, and then the Rift. They're both really, like really all good. Like kind of underwater, so it's like it, it takes it out of space. Uh, you know what's happening under the ocean? You know, yeah, it's you still know. the unknown. It, it's, it is. It's still the unknown. Yes, you know, we that, still have a lot, a lot of the oceans that we have not, you know, explored because we physically can't. We don't have a structure that cannot be crushed yet under exactly, the weight exactly. of the water. But there's some cool shit down there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna throw out. It's a very weird ass kind of trippy sci-fi horror, but under the skin. Yeah, that is a sci-fi horror, but it, it is oh, a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we we know what happens to the guys when they're in the goo; they're yeah. gone. But you yeah. don't really see a lot of actual fucking death. You just don't mm. see a lot of return. So that you know was where they went. Uh, that was Jonathan Glazer that did that, if I remember correctly. Um, he was like a music video director mm. for many years. And, uh, we've had a theme of bad runs with that, though. So that's, this, is a, <laughs> yeah. this is a breath of fresh air. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, under the scheme was good. You know, it was a, like a slow burn of like an you know an alien basically coming to Earth and like taking forms and stuff like that. I will say right now, and I'm not a parent, but like the most horrifying scene of that movie <laughs> is a baby on the beach. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I'm like, and that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? Is this happening? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they went there. Oh, they went there. Oh boy. Yeah. Holy oh. shit. Great, but uh, that's a good movie. Um, if we could do a quick round, I feel like we just kind of did that uh, round robin of a few more to mention. But um, you know, uh, I think it's going to wrap it up for just us talking about. There's now, that, now there are so we, many more amazing sci-fi horror movies. We didn't even touch Roger Corman. <laughs> we didn't even touch oh, that yeah. schlock. Galaxy uh, of Terror. Fucking <laughs> Seminoid. Seminoid. Oh, fuck. Forbidden World. 
fucking right. yeah, dude. I mean that, that those if you those are just schlock if you want to just have at it and have fun. Uh, oh, Galaxy Terror, especially with some fucking casting on that one. Um, yeah, you got actors you wouldn't expect. Really, but I would say you know like in. in in the sense of like uh, sci-fi horror, a lot of times there will be elements in a straight-up hard sci-fi movie that is horrific. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would posit that the end of two thousand one is fucking terrifying because you know he gets transported to another place where he has no concept of what reality is anymore. Time is happening. Like everything's going on. It's it, it's almost it's psychedelic in its sense. And you're like, what the fuck? His his brain breaks. Yeah. Basically. And on the other end of it, with The Abyss, that movie is not technically a horror movie, but there's a scene where he goes in, and it's all bright and colorful, but he has no fucking idea what he's what he's in right no. now. He has no clue of what of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And before that, all they saw was, you know, this creature that was taking, you know, matter and just moving it, like, you know, a water snake and all this random right. shit. So, like, it's not a horror movie. It's just a basic science fiction movie that takes place in the water, but it's definitely got some horror elements to it. It reinforces the notion that the unexplained is terrifying, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why the like the Navy SEAL guys go, especially the main character, you know, the main dude, Michael Bean's character, mm-hmm. goes out of his mind because he's like, "What do I do? I'm all alone. I'm cut off. I'm gonna have to deal with this," mm-hmm. and everything goes fucking sideways. And that's someone that especially needs order because of the training, and yeah. when you have the unexplained. They're, they can't even contemplate not yeah. having an answer for something. You know what I mean? So What do I do? i got to blow it up with a nuke. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to blow up the water snake with a nuke. See how that works out. <laughs> uh, oh, but, um, all right, that, that about wraps it up. But that doesn't mean we're done. doesn't mean we're done. Uh, before we get to that, we've got a uh, talk about the sponsors. Oh, the sponsors. Oh, yeah. First off, we got Amazon.com. Go to GUIPodcast.com. Go to the top right, click on the links button. It is the first link on the links page, Amazon.com. Click the link. It takes you to Amazon. You log in and shop like normal. But since it's through our link, we get a little kickback because podcasting ain't free, and we greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you just shop like normal. And we gave you another list of Dude, fucking- a fuck ton of movies <laughs> to purchase. I know for a fact some of these are not fucking streaming. So Yeah, some of these are. So if you're not a Prime member, you could even do that. But if you- are a Prime member and you want to see the rest that you didn't get for free, we'll tell you, you won't, you won't regret purchasing them. Buy the mist. Buy the mist. Sorry. Buy the mist. Yeah, th- seriously, the mist is fucking awesome. I'm pretty sure if it's on any streaming, they're giving you the, the colored version. Yeah, they're so. not giving you the black yeah. and white version. And our other sponsor would be T Public. Again, same links page. It's the second link on the page. Click that. It takes you to our merch store. All the shows under the GI Network have merch there. I believe it's like 42 now. I don't fucking know. There's so <laughs> yeah. many designs that don't need to be made that are on there, but. Fuck it, they're fun. Uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Are you talking about a certain red shirt that says Jay Baruchel rules? Or that, that, that'd be one of yeah. the. <laughs> I mean, one I'm, of if the I, many. If I just randomly think of a shirt. That, that's you that's know. definitely one of them. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Abed. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it's, it, there's there's tons of merch, tons of shirts. You can get on everything, but sh- you know, outside of shirts, hoodies, you know, notebooks, totes, all. That. I mean, there's tons of stuff you can get these these designs on, and every show on the network has at least two, some three, four. So you know, and that that leads me to go to joypodcast.com and check out all the shows under the network. The two other people on this sh- show have their own podcast. Fuck yeah! F. U. Hunter is part of a podcast with Herr Grutz called Beautiful Disasters. They have a really badass new logo that came out about a month ago. That is fucking awesome. That I still oh, yeah. need to order something from the next time there's shit. a sale. Yeah, yeah, Hell that shit's yeah. fucking badass. I do like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Yeah. So yeah, we got another one in the works. I got to get my artist on this shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So all right, now that that's done, it is time for Stump, the host. So, Stump the Host is a rapid fire trivia segment where we ask the guests to bring a series of questions for Hunter and us to just gain some bragging rights, swinging dicks, and all that good stuff. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Hunter is again up by three. It is now 13 10. Oh, yeah. my. Well, it was 12 10. He won the last one in a tie breaker. Right. Yeah, it was a, it was a close so, one. So. It was a close one. See, yeah. I'm not talking any shit. All right, shit. well, that answers mm-hmm. my question of who's going to go first because it's going to be you. Oh, fuck. I feel like I'm <laughs> fucked, though. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. So, we're going to start here. These are all featuring uh, <sighs> trivia questions from the films that we discussed. Oh, fuck me. Oh, man. Or at least. Oh, we so, attention. now we're going to look really dumb. We're going to look yeah. super stupid. Tangentially discussed. Either way, one super or the other. Super stupid. All right. 
First question. Hmm. Low down. In the thing, what is McCready's drink brand of choice? J&B. J&B Scotch. J&B Scotch. You got it. <sighs> One point for you, bro. I knew I knew you were gonna ask that fucking question. By the way, dude, <laughs> uh, I totally knew, man. I just motherfucker drinks that every Halloween. All right, he's walking around with that bottle. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I have. I mean, it's it's, a, it's actually a good cheap blended scotch. I, I have a bottle at the house but right now. Every Thank you very much. Halloween, that's the. I mean, it's it's go. for a cheap. I mean, for I mean, we're talking cheap. We're talking like it's about as bottom level scotch you can get. It's not that damn bad. Well, it's not the bottom bottom level, but it's, it, dude, it's, it's all right. It's below like Tomatin or something like that. Oh yeah, it's not a single malt. No, it's a blend. It's a blend. Yeah, it's right around the red label area. Okay. Yeah. 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 Red label. I'll, I'll give you that. It's red about label. there. Yeah. You know, it's better than Cuddy Stark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Hunter, in the mist, what was Thomas Jane's character's profession? Oh, man. Poster artist. Movie poster illustrator. Yeah. You got it, bro. Yo, I was so ready to take that shit from you, boy. Because I was so destroyed. I was like, oh, the fucking storm fucked up my studio. Oh, there's another trivia question oh. in there, though, if he thought to ask it pertaining to that. All right, so those were the throwaways. Oh, what those the movie easy. was they did a poster of? It, no, it wasn't was the a Dark movie. Tower? It was, it was a book at that point. Yeah, but. Yeah. Fucker. Dark Tower, you mean? Uh, more like the gunslinger. Okay. Dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did good work. It yeah. wasn't him, but you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's probably yeah. Drew Struzan. Like, good job, Punisher. I mean. <laughs> anyway. All right. Next. Who wrote the short story that became the 1995 sci-fi horror flick Screamers with Peter Weller? Mm, mm. So I think Peter Weller, I just think of Leviathan. I don't know about Screamers. I don't think I've seen that. You never saw Screamers? I don't think I've seen Screamers. Shit. No, like when you mentioned sci-fi horror and Peter Weller, or sci-fi and Peter Weller, I think of Leviathan. I know he was in that. Right, yeah. No, I don't know, Hunter. You said who wrote the original? Who wrote the short story, short story. that became the film Screamers? I'll be honest, I haven't seen Screamers either. I'm just going to throw out Lovecraft just to throw something. I, I mean, I'll throw, if we're going to throw out a guess, I was like Philip K. Dick. No. That is correct. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on. Because he gave up on it, and they said, well, if you're going to throw out anything, so. Well, because I, I, I wasn't just going to, I don't like just throwing names, so I, it's up to Groose. Does that count no. or not? It doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> damn. Because he threw out a guess, I did and then say you were like, oh, then let, you let me answer. get another guess. Yeah. God right. damn it. That doesn't that count. That's awesome, though. No point. Like, no point. This, this, this question's for you. Oh, man. All right. Still, what is it? It's tied. Yeah. One yeah, one. You guys are one to one. Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. Fuck. All right. See if I can read my own writing. Having just done the PG-13 Mortal Kombat movie, um, Paul W.S. Anderson passed on what Marvel film to do to direct his hard R sci-fi flick event for Blade. God. I have no idea then, because that's the only thing read that again. Time. Having just done Mortal Kombat PG-13, Paul W.S. Anderson passed on what Marvel film to direct his hard R sci-fi horror pick, Event Horizon. Mm, X-Men? That is correct. Nice. I just realized that, too. God damn it. Nice. That is correct. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, but I think you heard the hard R and all Maggie thought Blade, because well, he did a hard doing, R Event Horizon, so Blade was a rated R. timing, because... But X-Men took a while to film. It did. It did. It did. But it Blade came out in 2000. Yeah. Blade but I came, mean, Blade came out three, two or three years yeah. after uh, Mortal Kombat, so... Yeah, yeah. Blade was like 98... Or 99. I want to say so. Yeah. 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 Sweet. All right. All right. So uh, this is me. Yeah. That's back him. to you. Uh, what was Ripley's cat's name in Alien? Oh, fuck me. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Jinx? Jonesy. Jonesy. <laughs> I knew it was a J. Oh, <laughs> oh you were, no, well, you're like, G -g -g -g. You, you literally had the J come out. I was if like, I had just, if I had just guessed Philip K. Dick, <laughs> I wouldn't be in this predicament right now. Son of a bitch. All right, all right. So we're tied still. You guys are two and two. Yeah, we're yeah. two and two. Uh, this is the sixth, uh, sixth question. If you get this, win. Otherwise, we got to go to tiebreak. Mm. Some pressure. All righty, here we go. Hunter, how many remakes of Invasion of the Body Snatchers have there been? Is that including the original? So the original plus the other ones? You can do it either way. Just let me so know. So there's original, and then there's three more. You are correct. Bam! Because there's that shitty ass Nicole Kidman, yeah. Daniel Craig one yeah, that fucking came say, out. That's four dog total. shit. There's four total. Yep. You are correct. Nice. There, there have been four total, three remakes from the 1956 version. Mm -hmm. Bam. Man, if I had gotten the. If I had you, just wait for me to trip up and just yeah. count that, that shitty 90s one and not yeah. think about the shitty Nicole Kidman yeah. one. But I'll, uh, if we, like I said, if I had guessed that, we'd still be tied three and three. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> so close. Oh, oh, well. I'm still throwing off that you got Jonesy wrong. Like, 
And honestly, the tiebreaker was easy as fuck. It was going to be the first person that said it. Yeah. What was? What was it? In Colorado Space. <clears throat> What type of animal did Nicolas Cage farm? Alpaca. <laughs> oh! It's too bad it doesn't count. Yeah, so, I know, yeah. but I, be, I did get that shit. You did shit. get that, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I waited for him to finish this time. He got you bitching me because I didn't wait for it to finish once. All right, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, no yep, Hunters again, so that's 10, it's 14-10. Yeah. You're, uh, you're up by the most you've been up by four. Damn. All right. Yeah, fuck me. Yeah. Well, <sighs> thank you for very solid questions. Oh, they were great. Yeah, they were great. They were great questions. And I, I know coming from you, I should have guessed Philip K. Dick. Yeah, <laughs> I probably should have guessed Philip K. Dick. You're like Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Just <laughs> I mean, well, a he's one of the greatest sci-fi writers ever. Absolutely. Outside of like, um, old Frank, and then yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, he's my favorite. Mm-hmm. So. But thanks for being on, Groots. Absolutely, man. Fucking thanks for badass. having me, man. This was a great subject to talk about, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's been long overdue. We're going to have to do know? a continuation, too. I mean, yeah, there's point. still so many yeah. fucking we didn't touch. I mean, God. <laughs> I look at my movie collection, I'm like, okay, that's about, I wrote down about a quarter yep. <laughs> of the ones I've got. Yep. Now, now, if we talk about a part two, you know, when that comes out, it will probably definitely be way more deep cuts because we've definitely gone over a lot of the easy grabs, easy finds, but if you come back for seconds, then uh, expect to have to dig a little bit for these ones. Hell yeah. Yeah. And um, until we talk to you again, stay safe. by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things. Only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.